You know we love staying connected. From current events to drama and celebrity gossip, we stay in the know. But it can be hard to keep up when your Wi-Fi cuts out around the house. You know, spotty in one room, but strong in the other. Thankfully, the next generation Xfinity 10G network can help by keeping you connected to everything you love with reliable wall-to-wall Wi-Fi. That means you can stay up to date on all the latest buzz in real time from room to room. Start listening to your favorite podcasts in the kitchen and listen all over the house as you put your laundry away. Better yet, the whole family can work, stream, and play on multiple devices, all with a fast and reliable connection. With the next generation Xfinity 10G network, your entire house can keep up with all the action with less buffering. Get it all from the network made for streaming, the Xfinity 10G network. So many of us love coffee. Mm-hmm. Like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot, some like it iced with a splash of creamer, and some like it with a cold foam topping. Many of us stop into coffee shops on our way to work more often than we'd like to admit. Oh, yes. But now, thanks to International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, you can make cold foam coffee at home. It's honestly game-changing. You can just shake the canister and spray it onto your coffee. And voila, you've got an incredible cold foam coffee at home. No frothing, fancy machines, or mess required. Ooh, an International Delight Cold Foam Creamer foams and creams your coffee from top to bottom. And the best part, mm-hmm. it works on both hot and iced coffees. Oh my gosh, I'm drooling. Okay, so it comes in three foaming delicious flavors. French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato. So you can switch things up depending on your mood. Look for your favorite flavor next time you're at the grocery store. And be prepared to say goodbye to your barista. Okay, Bree, so what reminds you of college days? French vanilla. I mean, Bree and I lived on International Delight French Vanilla. And you know what's the cutest thing? Is every time our dad comes to visit... He calls me because I always be like, what do you want me to get the grocery store? And he's like, oh, make sure to get, it's always International Delight French Vanilla Creamer because I can't have it without my coffee. So guess what I'm getting my dad when he comes to visit because I know I'm going to love it. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. French vanilla, of course. You guys, this is a game changer. Okay. How many of us spend too much money at coffee shops? Me. Me. Yes. And we deserve as human beings, to have that yummy, delicious coffee Why we all go to the coffee shops. And I'll be honest, I've kind of always wanted to be a barista, and now I can in my kitchen at my home. I'm really excited to have this, and I can't wait to hear what Dad thinks. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. It's foaming delicious. Hey, Bella Army. Okay, so the babes are here, and we are so excited. And exhausted. Oh, my gosh, yeah. (laughs) So we were going to record a baby news episode for you all this week, but we need a little extra time to focus on this big change. Huge change. Yes, like sleep. (laughs) But we promise you all we'll bring you that update. And honestly, we cannot wait to share it all with you. But in the meantime, please enjoy today's episode.
What up, everyone? Welcome back to the Bella's Podcast. Today we have a WWE Triple Crown Champion and Major Women's Trailblazer on the show, Alexa Bliss. That is right. I used to wrestle her in the WWE ring, and I am just so excited to finally have Alexa on the podcast. All right, here we go. Happy Wednesday, Bella Army. I'm Nicole. And I'm Bree, and this is the Bella's Podcast. Okay, you guys, so when we recorded this, our babies were in our bellies, but now they're probably in our arms. That is crazy to think, but you know what that means? It's time for opening up, so let's pop that bottle. All right, so today we're going to open up with some Mexican minchiladas, right? Mm. I have to say, this drink reminds me so much of my dad and his wife. They're always drinking them. Oh my gosh, they are. Right? But (laughs) what you do is you put a little Clamato juice in it, a little Mm -hmm. lemon juice, a little lime juice, some Tabasco, some more Cheshire Worcestershire, you know oh that that Let's sauce with the try. big W. Yeah, <laughs> that they use in Bloody Marys and different yeah. things. Yeah, that you sauce. Know. <laughs> um, and Mexican beer is what you should put in there. I mean, we're still pregnant so when we recorded this, so we're doing our non-alcoholic beer. Mm, it's so good. It is so good. But I do recommend Mexican beer. Yes. But you know, we're still in a time where we really can't travel much. So you know, pour yourself one. It's a nice summer drink. Sit in your backyard, and you can feel like you're in Mexico. I love it. Bring on the fiesta. So Nicole and I recorded this episode actually into really our last week Week of pregnancy. pregnancy. And so actually last episode we are recording in pregnancy. And I have to tell you, we just got back from our doctor's appointments and we both got some great news. I'm dilated at a three. And I'm dilated at a one. Which we were shocked and <laughs> very also very shocked. happy about. Yes. The doctor couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. But I, I had know. a feeling because I'm not getting Braxton Hicks, but I've been getting those the lightning, lightning bolts. bolts. And oh, whoa. The worst. So I was like, there has to you be knew some type of was change. Going on. Oh, yeah. We also both, our babies are really low in position. Mm-hmm. They're ready to go. And pretty much our doctor is like, this can happen any day. So... Hospital bags are by the door. We're ready. And um, it's just crazy. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. I could be done recording and start getting contractions. Who knows? I mean, I'm tripping in there. (laughs) Hang in there. I know, but we're so happy. And then also what our doctor said, she goes, today's a day to remember because both of your bellies measured exactly the same. Twin boys? Well, what do you think? Because my heart rate was low again. Yeah. But is that I, normal for end of pregnancy? I should ask. I mean, I don't know. You've had a child. I haven't. So well, I <laughs> is know. that normal? I, you know. Um, you know, today I ended up getting boy vibes again. And so, but I, I will say I'm not leaning more on one way or the other. Honestly, with you, I have no idea. I know. I don't either. Like for so long, I felt strong boy. And then now I just feel like I don't know. But then we felt strong girl for a while. We did. And now we're just so confused. I'm just so confused with yours. Me too. And of course, my baby was wild as we were getting checked. (laughs) Very wild. I mean, it's like an alien. I asked so many moms. Rip out of her mom's tummy. Honestly, I'm like, so 
were all your kids the same how they were in the womb? And everyone's always like, oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, I have a wild one. I'm just excited. I mean, for you, it's any day now. Brie showed me the do not disturb on the phone where, um, you know, your favorites can call through because yeah. Artem and I will watch Birdie if I'm not going into labor. Right. Which, by the way, you need to prep mom in case we both go into labor at the same time. And right. then mom but, and Johnny have to watch but Birdie. But then mom's getting surgery tomorrow for her eye. They're going to do just like a minor little thing. So wow, our poor mother. 20. Yeah, and our mom for six months to a year can't hold anything um, that's heavier than a milk gallon. Yeah. So. Because of her brain surgery. Yeah. For some of you who are new to the podcast or don't know, our mom had a very serious and emergency brain surgery. How, how long has it been now? Three weeks? Four weeks? No, no, no. Three. Yeah. Pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy. But. We're excited for this episode because we have one of our fellow WWE superstars on. Um, Nicole was actually lucky enough to wrestle with Alexa Bliss a lot. Unfortunately, when Alexa Bliss came up onto the roster, I had already retired, pregnant with Birdie. But I've admired Alexa Bliss's career so far on television. I've become friends with her just making comebacks. Nicole, you and Alexa got really close. I feel like I got really close too. Maybe that's a twin thing. But we're so excited to have her on for her to tell you all her story. And we really feel like you guys are going to enjoy it. Yeah, I mean... When I came back from my broken neck and debuted at SummerSlam and then I started competing on Friday Night SmackDown, Alexa had just joined the roster. She just debuted, came from NXT. And so there was, I think it was six of us. It was Naomi, Alexa, Becky, Natty, myself, and Carmella. And we were just this six pack of SmackDown. And it was a really amazing time for women. We always had two different storylines going. But I just remember the locker room being so fun and empowering and uplifting and positive. I remember you always talking about it. You loved it. Yeah. I remember that when I had gotten engaged at the time and then left because I had re-injured my neck a week before WrestleMania... I really miss those girls and I got them all these like cute Tiffany bracelets with the blue heart because for SmackDown, but I just, I became close with everyone and Alexa and I really hit it off. I remember being on overseas tours and we'd go walk and get coffee together and just have amazing conversations. And she was actually someone I really would have loved to have had a storyline with because she's had an an incredible career, but she's amazing on the mic. She's an amazing character. Like what she brings to the table is truly incredible. And, and I really like wrestling. And she wrestles great. She's just that full package in our industry, but she has a lot of passion for it. And she works really, really hard and she cares. Does. So many of the women do at WWE. But Alexa and I, we just always hit it off. And then she joined Total Divas That's for right. a season. And I want to say that was season seven. I know we're going to get into it in the interview, but I got to know her even better. And I remember when we did a classification in Tulum and we really just started to talk more about her life and I learned a lot more about her. I never knew that, you know, she had to fight anorexia and that was really crazy to me when I heard her story because her story is unreal and what she's overcome, what she fights through how strong she is. And I remember just being blown away because I had no idea. Yeah, you know, it's crazy because I feel like the older we become, you start to realize people who fight mental illness, whether it's anorexia, it's depression, anything, you know, um, you're always shocked by it because 
you look at a lot of people and you think, whoa, they have this perfect life. Look at their careers. Look at how far they've come. But you don't understand their inner struggles. You don't know what they're going through. So when you hear them talk about it, it gives you goosebumps. It moves you because you're like, whoa, like that's what is happening behind closed doors. Right. And that's what I love so much about this interview is you're going to hear that, you know, we all assume people have perfect lives, but you never know. And it's so important for us to educate ourselves and just be there for people. I agree with you. And, you know, one thing that I, I really learned just becoming close with Alexa and everything that she struggled with, it's I think sometimes when some of us don't fight certain addictions um, or mental illness, it's hard for us to see it on the other side. Like, why can't they get better? Or why can't they just understand they're beautiful or, or they have a perfect body or they don't need drugs to get through the day? Like, they have such a great life. And one thing I've realized with her, it's mental. It's a part of them that they have to fight. And seeing that side of things, I mean, I know we've had to deal with it with dad, being a drug addict and now recovering, but it's different when it's like girlfriend, like, yeah. And with Brian, but when it's a friend and you hear their perspective and you get to know them on a certain level, it like really opened up my eyes of like, even to eating disorders. Cause I think we think of drugs and we're like, okay, we, we get that. Cause they're taking something right. That's like making them that way. But when they're not, It's like, but why don't they see themselves this way? And she really opened my eyes up to that. I'm really excited she's coming on the podcast to share that story because I think she's going to open up so many people's eyes to that and how we could be there more for people who have addictions or fight certain mental disorders and how we can make them healthier and understand it. Right. Oh, I definitely agree. So we're so excited for you guys to hear this interview. So let's get right to it. Up next, it's Alexa Bliss. Texas Pete is a sauce that allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. That's right. Each Texas Pete sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. The signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It has been at the center of dinner tables since 1929 and is still heating things up today. Oh yeah, and you know, you're definitely going to want to try every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original and not for the faint of heart. Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor. Yum. And their dust dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce and a flavorful dry rub. Mm, it's just making my mouth water thinking about it. I mean, I'm always reaching for the Texas Pete. I think we put it on our breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And we really do. And we actually even sneak hot sauce in our purses. So if restaurants don't have hot sauce, we put it on. Texas Pete goes with me everywhere I go. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit texaspeat.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at texaspeat.com. You know what I love about springtime is that you kind of get to refresh your closet. You know, fall, winter, we're all bundled up. And then when spring comes, the sun is truly out. You get to ditch all the layers and just refresh your look. 
I mean, I feel like I'm totally in for like refreshing my wardrobe, bringing a little color. I need spring shopping. I mean, Brie, Walmart has like some incredible styles out right now and so affordable. Oh, that is right. This spring, there's only one destination for the latest fashion, home and beauty inspired by real life, Walmart. Be a bold swimwear or graphic beach towels, glowy makeup or sleek activewear, or even elevated furniture and mix and match tableware to inspire your next spring gathering at home. Discover surprisingly stylish new season favorites at Walmart now or shop it on the Walmart app. Go to walmart.com slash now trending. That's walmart.com slash now trending. Now trending. Your style at Walmart. Thrive Market is a go-to for all of your grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting everything online, then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. And you could use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Nikki, where do we get all our primal condiments? Thrive Market. You know it. I have actually loved so much that I have been able to transform my refrigerator, even my pantry, to healthy, low-sugar condiments. Mm -hmm. Everything in the gluten-free, Whole30 diet recommendations. Thrive Market for me is that one-stop shop where I can pick and choose all the things that are healthy for not only my kids, but for myself too. And boom, they're at my front door within days. They definitely make it super easy to stay healthy, organic, all the things that we really want in our household. One thing that Thrive Market has helped me with is I've wanted that when it comes to household cleaning items or just stuff that you actually put in your house besides consuming. And they've really helped it. I had one one of my goals this year was less plastic in my house. Thrive Market helps with that, with refillables, with what I exactly need to clean. And look, when you have kids running around, having... A company really care about the ingredients inside it. That's super important. What we're spraying on our counters, putting in our toilets, on our sheets, all of that matters. So grateful for a place like Thrive Market that really looks into ingredients and we know what we're buying. 100%. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash twins for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash twins. Thrivemarket.com slash twins. All right, everyone. So I am so excited to finally have Alexa Bliss on the podcast. I mean, Brie, this has been a long time coming. It really has. Can I just say this is a very blissful moment? Oh, my gosh. I knew you had to get a mom joke in. I'm happy you got it I always get a mom joke. Hopefully we don't get it later. But everyone, (laughs) please welcome Alexa Bliss to the podcast. Hey, Alexa. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, my gosh. Of course. I know. One. So right now we're on Zoom with Alexa. It's so good seeing your face. Like, 
I just it is. I miss everyone so much. It's crazy how long we miss it's you been. guys. It's been a long time, right? It has been a long time. Yeah, uh, I think the last time I saw you guys, it was when we were announcing you guys being inducted into oh, the Hall yes. of Fame. Oh, and actually, who would have thought when that happened, the chaos to come? Was it like a week or two later, pretty much, that hit? I think it was literally probably a week later because that was the last SmackDown I went to. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. That is crazy because I remember it was kind of like talked about a little bit, but no one knew really the seriousness of it. Right, because then I think you and I had an appearance that weekend and we felt weird. Remember, we had to put rules on yeah. because that was Friday night and then we had a yes. appearance Sunday so far, and it got really bad. Yeah. So for our listeners, what we're talking about is Alexa actually inducted Nicole and I. Um, she made the announcement about our induction into Hall of Fame, class of 2020 on SmackDown. And a week later is when kind of the chaos of COVID-19 hit the United States. Yeah. Honestly, and, it was like a few days later. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. But you know what, Alexa? Wow. We want to start to get into your story and... For our listeners, I would love for you to tell them how you got started in the wrestling industry, what drew you there, your inspirations, and then we'll definitely get to where you are now because you have done so many incredible things and you've been, what, four years so far on the main roster? Yeah, I think four years now. And the things that Alexa's done in four years is truly incredible. It's probably what I've done in 13, so. (laughs) Oh, stop it. No. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, well, I got into WWE, so I watched it growing up. My family are huge, like every single person in my family, huge wrestling fans. My grandma thought she was going to marry Dusty Rhodes. Aww. My aunt thought she was going to marry Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like everyone in our family, every Monday night, that's what we did. We sat in front of the TV. We had Donato's Pizza. Wrestling was on, and I would sit there and just, I, cause I remember I would sit in the pizza box on the side that didn't have pizza because I was so young. I would just sit in the box and just watch. And it was something that my cousins loved. We had a blow up pool in the backyard and they would pretend to be the Hardy boys and the blow up pool was empty. So that was like our ring. And they would just like, you know, bounce off and like what kids do. And I was always the one that was like, don't hit me. No, like I, I didn't want any physical part of it. I just loved the entertainment aspect of it. And I loved watching Rey Mysterio because I was a gymnast my whole life and everything that he did in the ring, I just found so captivating because it was a Lucha style and he's, he's doing gymnastics and those moves. And I just always thought it was so cool. And then, you know, growing up, I wasn't really allowed to watch a lot of the attitude era because I told my mom once to suck it. So that's when- <laughs> oh boy. As a mom, I understand your mother at the yeah. time. Yeah. If yeah. Birdie well, would so say that to what me. happened was <laughs> she told me to clean my room and I was like, I got two words for you. And she was like, you're grounded. And so then uh, <laughs> I didn't get the whole, you know, suck it out. But uh, that is amazing. she knew where it was going. So I just, I would watch it at my grandma's house instead. And, um, I kind of fell out of it, you know, going through high school and college. And after college, I did bodybuilding to gain weight in a healthy way because I had gone through some eating disorders. And my trainer, after I got my pro card, I told him, I was like, I want to do something different. And he was like, well, I know WWE is having tryouts because he knew I had watched growing up. And I was like, oh, really? And he was like, yeah, I heard they're doing like a casting call or something. And it was a diva search. And so then I went on WWE.com that day and I scrolled the site, like looking to see what I can find. And it said, there's a link and it says, do you want to be a WWE superstar? I said, yes, I do. So I clicked (laughs) on it and it had this guideline, like make a video 
uh, explaining why you should be a WWE superstar. And <laughs> on the 365 and table for three that I did with Trish and Lita, they found said video. And it is so embarrassing. I paid a guy $100 to <laughs> film me at my gym <laughs> in a bikini because it said you had to be in a bikini talking about why I should be a WWE diva at the time yeah. and my athletic background. And, you know, I just I had a weird nickname. It's called Baby Swag is what my trainer called me. And that was my wrestling persona and like, that's the whole thing. And then I talked about my gymnastics background and it was me trying to take bumps in a cheer gym and it, it was a really bad video. I thought it was cool though. <laughs> and so I sent it in thinking nothing would come of it. And then a couple weeks later, I got a call saying that I was going to LA for a casting call that I got a call back. And I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. So um, that's when I actually told my parents I was trying out with WWE and my mom said, the heck you are. No, you're not. Um, <laughs> Sounded like our mom when yes, we told her. Honestly. Yeah. Our mom was the she same. She was like, absolutely not. She's like, you are 80 pounds. You're going to get thrown around. You're going to get in, it hurt. You know what I mean? She's yeah. like, you're not doing it. And I was like, okay. I went anyway. I went to LA. Whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I went in. There was like 50 girls. And you go into this room. And we were all in bathing suits. And there's a, a, just two rows of people, three cameras on you. Hunter, Triple H is sitting there. And I walk in and I had that like, oh, my God, did you know your Triple H moment? Yeah. And um, but I was surprised none of the other girls recognized him. Like no one said anything. No one prepared me to walk in and see <laughs> Triple H. You know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> they said, say something that's going to set you apart from everyone or do something that's going to set you apart. And so he was like, why do you want to be a WWE superstar? And I said, well, you know, I really want to be Tinkerbell at Disney World, and I'm hoping this gets my foot in the door. And he looked up, and I was like, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I was like, That's actually that, amazing. That's amazing. That. I love that. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I told him about, like, my family and, and how they loved WWE, and I was talking about the current storylines that was going on, on on Raw and SmackDown. And I was in there for like 15 minutes, which I thought was kind of good because everyone else that went in front of me, they were in there for like five minutes, in and out, in and out. And one of the girls I tried out with, she was like, how long were you in there? I was like, about like 15 minutes. And she was like, I literally was in there for like two. And so I was like, oh, okay, but I also just talk a lot. So yeah. I probably just talked everyone's ears off. <laughs> so I get a call as I landed back in Ohio, because this is like my first time going to LA. I'd never been to California. I'd never been to LA. I'd never been anywhere entertainment wise. And so I didn't really know what to expect either. Cause I just never really left Ohio. Yeah. And so I've landed in Ohio and I get a call saying that I made it to the next round of the tryout, wow. which was a 30 day in ring tryout. Oh, wow. Where, wow. Yeah. You stay in LA for 30 days and you train in the ring and they choose people from that. So I was like, heck yeah, I'm going to LA. This is awesome. And then two weeks later after that, I get a call again uh, from Canyon, and he was like, "Hey, just so you know, you're not going to the next round of the tryout." <gasps> and I was like, "Oh my god, oh, okay." I didn't know that. And he goes, "Instead, you're going to be signed. You're moving to Tampa in three months. As long as you clear medical, we're just hoping you're as athletic as you look." <gasps> and I was oh like, "I had chills. I didn't know that." Yeah, and so it was like one of those things, and I was just like, "Oh, okay." And he goes, "Yeah, you know." Triple H saw something that he he liked in you and he said that you're just going to be signed right off the bat and um, come to find out too. I was the only person from that entire trial. There was like 1500 girls in the diva search. I was the only person that submitted my own video. Everyone oh else gosh. was like from agents or 
other people, but no I was the only way. one that actually submitted my own stuff, which was oh kind of cool. Oh my gosh, that's, that's really so cool. cool. It's inspiring, you know. You you take those chances and and look at what they come. You have when you have nothing to lose, and it's right. like well, look and, at that. And it's funny because. Like what you said, I think so many of us care about what our parents think and we make so many choices because our parents don't approve. And it was like right. our whole family was so against us because yeah. we did Diva Search. Now, we didn't make it, but we wanted to go to McDonough, Georgia to try out when they had Deep South. And I remember when we were telling our family, they were like, you're crazy. But Nicole and I just felt it. When you feel something so strong in your heart and it's pulling you, you just got to go. So many people will listen to right. their family and they'll miss out on big opportunities. A hundred percent. It's so true. Very and true. so it's cool that you did that because if you listened to your mom, you probably would have never been the star you are today, which is. Oh know. man. If I would have listened to anyone I talked to, you know, especially the, the guy I was dating at the time, he was like, no, no, no. And then even after I got signed and I was telling him how hard it is because it's hard, especially if you've never done it before. Like oh, yeah. even if you have done it before, it's hard work. And it is. I just thought, you know, growing up, you just assume people grew up to be WWE superstars. I didn't know there was indie wrestling. I didn't know there was, you know, wrestling schools and everything that helps you get to that point. And he was just like, you know, you're not going to make it anyway. So just come home. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, if I just right. would have listened to everyone else, I definitely wouldn't be where I am now. But now like my parents are like so supportive. My mom's like the biggest fan of it. Oh, She's, yeah. oh she goes to all the shows she can. She was at, she was at the FCW shows when there was three people in the audience, including her with her little sign, you know, <laughs> like she was, <laughs> she was there. <laughs> I love that. Isn't it crazy how young love, it can just make you, in moments, like rethink like goals. I mean, I think of so many times when I was in my young 20s that I would, didn't do things because my boyfriend at the time was like, no, I don't want you to. Don't do that. I'll break up right. with you. And there's so many things and I don't want to say I regret because I hate always using that word. But like, I'm like, why did I listen? So for our young listeners out there, if it's in your gut and your intuition, go with it. Like, yeah. do it. Yeah, because I had a serious boyfriend at the time. We were pretty much living together. And he's like, you expect me now to spend more nights alone and then not having you. He's like, we've given this relationship already two years. He's like, I don't think right. it's fair. And I was like, but I can't help but what's pulling me and what right. I feel right now. I'm like, I have to go do this because I know for the rest of my life I'm going to be what if. But he was like blown because we had two great years and we ended up dating five and a half years. So he was with me my first oh, wow. three and a half years of WWE until he was finally like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. The travel, yeah. you're gone all the time. And he was a musician. So he was always traveling and our relationship just, you know, it just faded away. Yeah. But it is crazy that it was the first time I didn't let love make a decision. Mine too at WWE. I, I had to bring yeah. up because it just felt right. I think we all felt that. Which, Bree, did you know how young Alexa's parents are? When, when you look at the photo <laughs> of your mom, I, you think it's an older sister. Your parents That's had you at 15? 16 and 17. When wow. I saw your mom for the first time, I'll never forget. I was like, this, no, that's not no, her that's mom. Her sister. <laughs> that's her sister, yeah. And, you know, our mom had us at 19, but I looked at your mom and I was like, no. Yeah. It's great. And even when I see your dad, because your parents still look super young. Like, they look great oh, for yeah. their age. Because they're what? Are they oh, in yeah. their 40s? Yeah, they're in their mid to late 40s. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be 37 in November. <laughs> that sounds effed up. 
That's okay. No, because it's funny because uh, my parents, I recently introduced them to Ryan and he's like right in the middle. Like Ryan is nine years from me, nine years from my parents. So my dad's like, oh yeah, we'll get along great. We're closer in age than you guys are, but like just joking around with him. <laughs> That's right. so we always amazing. joke about that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. Now something, I know this is a little bit more serious that I wanted um, to bring up that you talked about was your disorders. And, you know, for some of you who don't know, Alexa was actually on what season of Total Divas? Ooh, it was about two, it was two seasons before this last one. Okay. So maybe season seven. Yeah. And I know that you and I had filmed stuff about this, but they cut some of it in the end, right? Yeah. And so if you're open to talk about it, I mean, your story of what you have overcome and... I, I just have always found it so inspiring and empowering. With the anorexia? And, oh, thank you. Yeah, with, yeah, your eating disorders. So if you don't mind, I would love for you to talk about that and how you overcame it. And there's also a question that someone had sent in that I'm going to ask you about the mental health and getting through things like Wait, that. Wait, why did Total Divas cut this? I want to say it was WWE. They just weren't ready to put something out there like that. I Yeah, it didn't even come out until... Um, I actually did an interview after Total Divas. I did an interview with ESPN and someone at ESPN had gotten a, uh, like had, I'd probably a seen the episode or something where yeah. I said something about it and they touched on it. And that was the first time I actually even spoke about it in public at all. I was so not blindsided. I was just surprised that they would say anything about it. And yeah. then after that was when, you know, I was able to talk about it more because then WWE was like, oh, this is something we can talk about. But I, yeah. I agree with Nikki. It's, it wasn't something they were ready for just yet. No. And this story, because you and I, we were in Tulum when I first heard Alexa's story that I want everyone to hear. And I mean, to be where you're at is amazing. And that's why I want you to share your story because it's so empowering. It's right. incredible. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, so I guess it all started when I was... 15, I had gone through a really bad breakup. I was seeing this guy. He was like my high school sweetheart. He was, you know, my first love, my first crush. I just had a crush on this guy ever since I was like 12. He was two years older than me. And then we started dating in high school. And uh, unfortunately, he had cheated on me. And I took that so to heart. I took it to heart. And then at the same time, I was, you know, developing into my body. I was kind of like a late bloomer, like 15, 16. And I started getting hips in places that I wasn't used to. And I was a gymnast my whole life. So I was always like thicker with muscles and everything. And I had just taken that breakup so badly. And I couldn't think for the life of me, like what, why, why, what happened? And looking back on it now is because I wasn't ready to take that next step and be intimate with him because I wanted to graduate a virgin and I wanted Mm -hmm. to, you know, have these goals for myself and looking back on it now, that's really what it was instead of my appearance or anything about me. But, um, and it just happened to be the wrong time and the wrong place for someone to make a comment. So I was walking the halls after this breakup, I was already just emotionally just distraught. And I remember, um, his name was Ryan. He passed me in the hallway and he was like, what's up thunder thighs. And I remember just that moment. I was like, that's it. That's why he did it. And oh my gosh. I, yeah, it was not, it was not fun mm. to hear. And I was just like, yeah. 
oh man, like it just takes that one comment that one time yeah. to trigger something in your brain. And I was like, that's it. That's, that's why he broke up with me. That's why I wasn't good enough for him. I wasn't pretty enough for him. I wasn't skinny enough for him. And so it started out as simple dieting. I would, you know, wake up early before school. I would do cardio. I would count my calories. I ended up just doing the most God awful things. I would just not eat all day. And if I did, I would just chew it and spit it out and couldn't find myself to eat. And it became an addiction. And I would literally have this journal of foods that I, I was like 15, 16 at the time. And I had spreadsheets and spreadsheet and spreadsheet and spreadsheet of every single food I would ingest and how many calories, how many fats, how many carbs, how many, whatever it was. And my mom ended up finding it. And she was like, there's a problem here because my mom was anorexic growing up and my grandmother was bulimic. Oh my gosh. I had no idea. So they're finding out now that there is a genetic predisposition. You can be predisposed to having certain eating disorders and certain mental health um, disorders. And so my mom recognized the signs right away. And in about a six week period, I ended up losing 35 pounds. Oh my gosh. I went from 118 pounds to like 80. Oh and, my goodness. And like, I would hide it, you know, I would wear baggy clothes, I, but I was sickly looking and I would wear baggy clothes. And my, my friend, Erin, she noticed things and Erin became a key part in all of this. She's my best friend. We've been best friends for 15, 16 years. She's who you post um, a lot on your Instagram, right? Yes. Okay. She's that's the one on I my thought. Instagram. She's yes. adorable. Erin and I became friends because I was at cheer camp and this was in the midst of the eating disorder. And cheer camp is where you go to cheer camp for seven days you train hours on end, you do cheer clinics, you do tumbling clinics, jump clinics, everything like that. And my friend at the time, um, I'm not going to say her name, but my friend at the time noticed that whenever all the girls would take the elevator, I would take the steps because I became obsessed with not eating and working out. And so she would notice that I wouldn't eat anything at lunch. I would take the steps and we were on like eight flights of stairs and I would take the steps every day and uh, she started making fun of me for it. And she was like, she's got a problem. And Erin was the one that was like, clearly this girl needs help. And you're making fun of her for it. And you're talking about her behind her back to everyone over it. So Erin kind of stepped in and she became like that support system. And that's when we became friends. And she never once talked about the disorder. She never once called me out on it. She just wanted to be there um, in case I ever wanted to talk about it. And then finally, one day, Aaron just goes, hey, Lex, have you lost weight? And I was like, no. And they're like, are you sure? And I was like, no, I'm good. Like, I'm fine. And Aaron was staying the night at my house that night. And my parents, they told Aaron, they're like, hey, tomorrow we're going to tell Lexi that we're going to church, but we're taking her to the hospital just to get her vitals, just to see, you know, she's sick. They're like, we don't know if you noticed, but she is sick. And so we're going to take her to the hospital to get her vitals. And they're like, we can drop you off on the way or we, you can come, but we're just going to take her in. And she said, okay, I want to go. I want to be there. And so we get to the hospital. Like I thought we were going to church and I'm sitting there like talking to Aaron, whatever, whatever. We pull up to Nationwide Children's Hospital in Columbus. And I was like, what are we doing here? And they're like, oh, we're just going to get your vitals just to see like, you know, Nancy saw you last week, who was one of the nurses, who's one of our friends. She goes, she just wanted to make sure you're okay. And I was like, okay, whatever. They rushed me back in from just seeing what I looked like. I had dark circles. I was skin and bones. And they took my blood pressure and my heart rate. And my heart rate was 28. 
and my blood pressure was just, just so low. Immediately they called my parents back and they were like, we're admitting your daughter with or without your permission because she's 24 hours away from dying. (gasps) And they said, if she falls asleep, she will die in her sleep. And so because I had, I had like torn down my body and my, my, my organs and my heart so bad from malnutrition. And I remember sitting there and I'm laying in the bed. I'm freaking out because I don't know what's going on because no one told me anything. And they can't find a vein to put an IV in because I'm so dehydrated. Erin's sitting across from me just bawling her eyes out, traumatized, poor girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but she wanted to be there. She wanted to you know, be that friend that was there. And so then I remember they finally get an IV in. They try to force feed me a sandwich because these are ER nurses. They don't know anything about eating disorders. I eat it out of panic. And then I almost go into cardiac arrest because when you refeed someone with an eating disorder, you can kill them. So the refeeding process is as important as the disorder is. So I remember I almost died from that. And after they stabilized my heart rate, I remember looking in the mirror and I still didn't see it because when you're anorexic or bulimic or going through these things, you don't see it. I still thought I was thunder thighs and I thought I was just this, just not in good shape person. And I wasn't in good shape by any means, but my mom was standing behind me and she's like, I'm so sorry, but we have to do this. And I said, I understand. And so I went through all the treatment. Um, it was never an argument. I ate all my food. I did everything I had to. The issue was, is I had done so much damage to my heart that my heart wasn't bouncing back. So the doctors told my family, if her heart doesn't bounce back, you're going to need to make funeral plans because it just wasn't, it just wasn't happening. So they're like, she's not arguing. She's not lying about what she's eating. Cause I had IVs. I had insure. I had ever, I had to sit out in the hallway and eat every two hours and then be monitored for like an hour after that. And so then my heart rate ended up stabilizing. And I remember like my mom, she was just like, we need to figure this out. She said, because your life, you're going to be a statistic. She's like, you're going to end up being one of these one in four girls that dies from anorexia. And you're just going to have to pray to God. Someone learns from your story. And so she was very blunt with me. You know what I mean? And like the thing that really triggered me too. And that really got me like wanting to get better. Cause you, when you're in that situation, you'll get better when you want to get better. Anyone with a mental disorder, mental illness, they say they want help, but they don't want help until they get themselves help. And so I remember Erin sitting down with me and she was at the hospital every single day. Erin was there. I was there for six weeks because they were trying to stabilize my heart rate. Normally people with eating disorders, they're there for like a week max because your insurance doesn't cover it. So I was there for six weeks until my heart rate stabilized. And I remember Erin just saying, I always wanted to ask you because I know how you saw yourself. She goes, if you think you're fat, what do you think of me? And so oh, that's wow. what got me like, cause I was like, this is this girl that wanted to be my best friend, support me. And I was just like, you know what? My decisions are affecting her and how she feels about herself. And I can't allow that to happen. And so then I ended up getting discharged from the hospital, but I had only gained three pounds because I was on 4,000 calories and my body was still losing weight because my, all my nutrients and everything were going to my heart, going to my organs, going to everything that I was eating was trying to refuel my body to work again. So then my doctor ended up sending me to a place called, uh, I don't know if I can actually say it because now they're shut down. Um, we'll say a balanced living center. 
Mm-hmm. And the director there wanted my case because she had never seen a case so extreme. So she wanted my case. And my parents were figuring out, they were like, every time she goes to this woman, she gets worse. And they were like, what is going on? Yeah. So finally, they had someone pull my records and she was using me as a test subject <gasps> because she had never seen anyone so extreme. So she was doing different therapy tests to see what triggered me and what didn't. Oh and my I remember, gosh, that's awful. Yeah. So she ended up getting fired, losing her license. The place shut down because she put in her notes, like she would do um, like different therapies where she would tell me to eat something and be like, does that make you feel fat? And like nod her head. Yes. At me. Like that probably makes you feel fat. Doesn't it? And like stuff like that and like submerging wow. therapy, which all these things that you're taught not to do, she was doing them on me to see how I would react. And so the whole center got shut down. My parents were trying to send me to an inpatient center in uh, Indianapolis. And they were like, we're going to send you to an inpatient center. You're going to go live there for a few months and you're going to get better. Um, My mom asked the doctor, she said, we have a vacation planned. She's like, we're going to go to Florida for one week. And if she's not better by then, you can take her. Because the doctors are like, she'll, she'll die if she goes on this trip. She, she, her body's not stable. Because when I ended up getting out of the hospital, the deal was I had to see five doctors a day. So I had to see a psychologist, psychiatrist, eating disorder doctor, my nutritionist, and my pediatrician. So that was every day. So I couldn't go to school. I had to be homeschooled and just to like go to all these doctors. And my mom was like, no doctors for a week, nothing. She's like, we're taking her. When we get back, you can have her. And so then we went to Florida and we went to Disney World and I started eating again at Disney. Mm. And I remember I asked my mom, I was like, can I have one of your French fries? And she's like, yeah. And like my family was like this. And she's like, my mom's like, don't make a thing of it. She's like, yeah, you can have what you want. And so I started eating French fries and then that turned to like cheese fries. And then that whole trip, I started eating and getting better. I ended up gaining 10 pounds that trip. Um, feeling good. Cause you know, Disney was like my happy place. Yeah. And then I, um, got better just because of that, of, you know, feeling like I actually had control of it. And then, um, then I went to college Wow. (laughs) and when I went to college, my cheer coach was a recovering anorexic. So when I went to college, I made the college cheer team, which I was super proud of because I'd gotten all my skills back, all my skills. Like I had lost everything because like I couldn't do anything. These are things, skills I was able to do when I was five years old and I wasn't able to do them anymore. And then I built them all back. And then my cheer coach had us doing bod pods. Now a bod pod, if people aren't familiar with that, it's where you sit in this little egg shaped thing and it measures your body fat percentage. And she had us doing this weekly. I told her, I said, I can't do this. Because at this point, I was back up to like 118. I was healthy. I was happy. I was like, I can't do this because I literally last year just got out of the hospital for an eating disorder. And she was like, well, you know, if you make a certain weight, you could be the only freshman on the college uh, nationals team. And so then I ended up back with my eating disorder. I ended up man, because we had to sign in when we worked out three times a day. And I told her like, I can't be doing this, but this was the protocol you had to do to be a D1 college cheerleader. You had to sign them to the gym two or three times a day. You had to do cardio. You had to practice. You had to do this. And after she saw me losing weight, she would praise me for it. And then when she saw it got to an extreme, she freaked out. She was like, Hey, maybe you should try to go eating like, you know, like 
like a, a ice cream from Dairy Queen. Like she would like almost backpedal a little bit. Yeah. And so then I remember I was back down to 80 pounds. I was in my cheer uniform. We had just gotten out of a game and I told the cheer squad, I was like, guys, this has been great. This is right before nationals. I was like, this has been great. I said, but I'm going home. I said, I'm sick again. Um, I can't do this and I need to go get help. And I literally packed whatever I could fit in my car, drove from Akron to Columbus, which is like a three hour drive and left everything else there in the dorm. I was like, and then the next day I readmitted myself to children's again because I was still within that age limit to go back. And so I, the next day, the very next day I readmitted myself and was there for another eight weeks because my heart rate once again, wasn't bouncing back. Oh my goodness. I mean, this, I can't even, wow. I had no idea how extreme <laughs> it was. And shame on that coach. Right. Especially because she went through it. Yeah. And so yeah, she went- ended up getting fired over it because a lot of people complained after about feeling the same way. Yeah. I mean, that's terrible. And especially for her to be a recovering anorexic as well, knowing the struggle, the addiction, um, right. and how to overcome it. And so when you went back for those eight weeks, when you recovered then, was that the last time that you had ever fallen into like anorexia or yeah, relapse? Medically, yes. Because the treatment the first time was completely different than the treatment the second time. The treatment the first time, people didn't really know how to treat eating disorders yet. They yeah. treated it as a medical condition. So as long as your vitals were good, you were kicked out and you were fine. They didn't treat the mental side of it. So the second time I went in, they had a whole new program and it was treating it like an addiction, treating it like a mental disorder, treating it like the condition that it is. And so the treatment process was so much different and it made it so much easier to recognize the issue. And instead of just masking it with your vitals being okay and getting out, um, mixed with the fact that my heart wouldn't bounce back, that was the issue. And so my doctors have always told me, they're like, you will not survive another eating disorder. They're like, we just want you to know that. Like, you will not. The way your body reacts to it, you will not survive it. And so I started doing bodybuilding to gain weight in a healthy way. Mm. And that's how bodybuilding came along because I was like 80 pounds and I was like, I need to gain weight in a healthy way and I need to be comfortable with working out plus eating because in the treatment, you're not allowed to work out. I wasn't even allowed to walk. I wasn't even allowed to have a yo-yo. I remember I got a water yo-yo and I was so excited because I was <laughs> bored to death and I got a water yo-yo. You know, the ball, the water yeah. ball that you like throw. My doctor took it away from me because he said I was burning too many calories. Like oh I wasn't allowed gosh. to walk anywhere by myself. I had to be wheelchaired everywhere. It was just humiliating. You know what I mean? Wow. And I was just like, this is the worst. And so there's now studies showing that you need to be able to work out and eat and just find that balance because it's all about balance. Yes. And so that's when I started bodybuilding and everything like that. But then it wasn't until I started WWE until I realized that bodybuilding was also an eating disorder because you are monitoring every single thing that goes into your body and you're weighing yourself all the time. I mean, it was healthy foods and it was the foods that I was needing to where I wasn't going to, you know, be unhealthy, but it's an unnatural obsession with food Mm -hmm. and, and that addiction. And so I remember the reason I even started really gaining weight was in WWE. Sarah Amato is our coach. And she was like, look, I know you want to look a certain way. And I know you've had a past because I told her about my past. And because I told her the first time I even met her, I was like, look, I don't know what I'm doing here. 
and everyone else clearly does because I walked in with all indie wrestlers. I was the only <laughs> one that started like by myself. Yeah. And my first day, Sarah was like, have you ever taken a bump? I was like, no. And she just took your chin, pushed me down, you know, <laughs> got it yeah. out of the way. Yeah. And so I went to her and I was like, look, I don't know what I'm doing. So if you could help me out, I will listen to whatever you say. And I'm not going to act like I know better because I don't. <laughs> I was like, right. whatever, like whatever I need to do, tell me. And she was the one that told me later on. She was like, you need to gain weight. She was like, this is going to hurt you. Yeah. If you, she's like, if you're lean all the time, you're going to get hurt. It's not going to feel good. And you're not going to be able to perform to the best of your ability. So that was actually what got me to start, you know, really gaining weight and being comfortable with that and being like, okay, with, yeah. you know, I have to be, you know, a little cushiony because otherwise this is going to hurt. Right. <laughs> and right. so, totally. yeah. And then it's, it's been good ever since. I love that. Yeah, and that makes me happy. Well, it took a good coach, right? It took a good coach and a good example. And, you know, like, so what would be your advice, like, for our listeners of how they can overcome something, like, even if it's their biggest obstacles? What what right. would your advice be to that person of struggling with any type of addiction in their life? I would honestly say never let anyone else determine your self-worth hmm. because I feel like a lot of people – amount their self-worth to what people think or say about them. And I feel like that's the biggest thing that you have to, it's hard, but you have to put that aside. You know, you can't let anyone else decide if you're beautiful or not because everyone is a different kind of beautiful. You know what I mean? Mm. You can't tell, have someone tell you what's right, what's wrong, what's normal, what's not. As long as you're finding who you are that's all that matters. Like, and be help happy and healthy with yourself and healthy for you, not for anyone else. Right. And I think we're just kind of caught up in a world like with social media and everything like that, that we live for other people and what other people think of us. And you can't do that, especially because no one's going to say everything positive. Everyone wants you to do well, but they don't want you to do better than them. Right. So when they see you doing better than them, they're going to tear you down. So, so true. true. And then would you say too, you know, having a good support system? Cause I think of your best friend, Aaron yes. and like, she changed the game for you. And, oh, 100%. Yeah. And I just think of like, and good parents and good parents. Mm-hmm. And even now, like, I mean, you're recovered, but it, I know just cause of Brian with mental illness and depression, it's always a struggle. You never know when it's going to come, but, um, do you find it important to have a good support system around you? hundred percent, hundred percent. The support system is, is key. You know, you, some, cause there's days where you don't want to help yourself, but if there's someone that's next to you that goes, you know what, I know you're going through something. So I'm going to stand here and go with it with you. You know what I mean? And that's, what's important. And every three years, like clockwork, I still get depressed and I have to go see someone. And sometimes I do have to get medicated. So that support system with that is what helps. And when you know that you have the support system, it kind of like, you kind of tell your brain like, yeah, I can do this. Like I'm good. People love me. We're all good. They're going to help me. And it's, yeah. Have you had to release toxic people out of your life? Like you realized there's certain people who are around you that you're like, you know what? They, they cause me to almost have that feeling of relapse or they don't help me be stronger. Have you had to release people before? hundred percent. There's definitely been people in my life, even some of my best friends, that it wasn't even with my body weight or anything. Just I found myself being more insecure in the friendship than I was in life. And I found myself having a lot more uh, stress 
and I was just constantly stressing and constantly just sad. And I was just like, you know, what? I feel like, like, cause you're a product of your environment sometimes. And I feel like whoever you surround yourself with, if they're a toxic person, they're going to bring you down with them because misery loves company, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, I've hundred percent, I've had to cut people out and it's, it's, it hurts at first and it's, it sucks so bad. Like it really does. Like you'll go through months of just remorse over it. But then at the end, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so much happier and so much yeah. healthier and I feel good. Yeah. It's so true. I feel like you have to take that professionally and personally into your lives because it's even when you run companies, sometimes you need those bad people out of your life. You know, it's like they're just dark clouds. They put so much weight in your shoulder. But, you know, I've noticed recently from Instagram that you have a great support system. I mean, of course, the Bellas have to bring up relationships. We Uh, love talking about love. We do love talking about love. And you definitely seem in love because I know you very well. You just seem so happy. So I'm like, I I have to bring up Brian. Yeah. Um, You guys are so cute. I think what was your first post was 4th of July, right? Yes. Around that time. Uh, It was actually right before then. It was Vegas. We went to Vegas. It was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) for our listeners, Alexa Bliss is dating um, musician Ryan Cabrera. And so how has it been? Like we need details. Yes. Whatever oh, you want to share. So it's, it's actually kind of funny how we even met and that whole situation. So we actually met because of a rumor that we were dating. Oh, no and, way. I think I saw yeah. TMZ put that out, right? Yeah. So, yeah, okay. I saw that. Oh wait, so you guys really weren't dating when TMZ put that out? So we were friends then, but oh. so you know how, you know how, WWE fans are. They're very passionate. Yes. They're oh, very, yes. they're very, um, into our personal lives. Yeah. So, um, he was liking some of my tweets. Mm-hmm. And so then a fan saw that and created a whole Instagram saying that we were dating oh, and goodness. tagged everyone in the company on it. Literally everyone. To the point where I had people like calling me, texting me, coming up to me at TVs. Oh, you're dating Ryan. But I'm like, I've never met the guy. You know what I mean? And like Miz, who's best friends with Ryan, called him and goes, oh, dude, you're dating Alexa Bliss. And he goes, what's an Alexa Bliss? I don't know what that means. And he (laughs) goes, oh, it's a girl I work with. And so then we started chatting that way. And we were just friends, you know, and he asked me to go to one of his shows. And he was like, where are you from? I was like, oh, I'm from Orlando. And he's like, oh, my God, I'm flying to Orlando right now. I have a show in Epcot. You and your friends should come to the show. And I was like, Maybe like, yeah, like, cause you know, I'm, I know how music- musicians are. I dated a musician. Like the, when I first signed with WWE, I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. And so I ended up going to the show and after the show, he was like, yeah, we're all going to go out and have some drinks and some dinner. Are you going to come? And I was like, you know, it's kind of late. I should probably get back. It's a uh, eight 15. So I'm going <laughs> to head home. <laughs> and, um, we became really good friends after that. And, uh, you know, I was, very much not uh, all about everything, but he was very patient and persistent and we became amazing friends. And that turned into literally the most amazing relationship because he is so sweet and so amazing. But what's crazy about Ryan is this is the first relationship that I've never had like trust issues and insecurities because like there's something you said about someone that tells you, they're going to make you the happiest girl in the world and make you feel like the only girl in the world. But it says something for someone that actually does that. And that's how he is. He literally 
breaks his back for my happiness and Mm. just wants me to be happy. And Mm. again, the best compliment I always get is people will text me and be like, oh my God, you seem so happy. And I'm like, I am happy and it's amazing and it's so great. Oh, Oh I love that. that. Everything you just said is exactly how I felt with Brian. But it's crazy because Brian was so not my type. But all the things you just said about Ryan is things I felt about Brian. And I was like, this is what I want in a husband. Like, this is what I want forever. And it's, I've had a great marriage. I mean, Brian, I've been together nine years. Married. Yeah. What we've been married six and now two babies later. Yeah. (laughs) It's amazing. That could be your future very soon. (laughs) Wait, I need to know one thing. Does Ryan approve? It's Larry, your pick, your pick that lives with you. Yes. Does he approve of Larry? Oh my God. He, Larry likes Ryan more than Larry likes me. No way. Oh my gosh. This is so, uh. This is one thing we get in the only thing we've ever gotten into a thing about. Um, everyone's always like, oh, does Ryan sing to you? Does he play for you? No. But you know who he does sing for and plays for every day? Larry. <laughs> no way. Good for Larry. By the way, I get the same way because Artem doesn't dance with me ever. Like he just never dances with me anymore. And I like beg for it all the time. And I'm like, you know what? Like you're ballroom dancer and an amazing one. And I just want you to grab me at times and dance with me. Like he did in the beginning a little bit. He dances with Birdie all the time. He does. Yeah. That's the thing is Larry is is like the light of his life. He loves Larry. I actually posted a video on Instagram too. You guys have to check it out. He's playing the guitar for Larry. He bends down and Larry comes up and puts his nose on the guitar. And like he does it every morning. He'll wake up in the morning and play music for Larry. And I'm just like, Okay. Like, I love amazing. that. Larry's so cute. Larry For our listeners, you guys need to go to Alexa Bliss's Instagram. She has a pet pig that lives with her, which we used to, when we were younger, have a pig that lived with us. And there's something special about having well, pigs around. And the best is you thought it was going to be a mini pig, right? End up being a pot belly pig. Well, I, so I knew how big he would be because okay. I, I saw his parents at the pig farm but I didn't know how fat he would be. Like he, <laughs> he's a lot chunkier than his parents were. And, yeah. but I found out that like pigs stay only stay small if you starve them. And he's very much not starved. He yeah. is spoiled and he always sits like this. And it's the best thing. He sits like this. And when he does, mm. his big old cheeks are like oh. under his, his little hoofs. And it's the funniest thing ever. Cause he looks like he's got like two giant jawbreakers in his cheeks. And it's just so funny. That is the best. Yeah. I oh. love Larry. I'm have to go look at the video of yeah, Ryan we playing have for him. That's Alexa, so cute. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast yes. and sharing your story. You're just truly inspiring inside the ring, outside the ring. And congratulations on your new podcast as well. Oh, thank you. Yes. yes. What a great name. Uncool. Uncool. Well, she's like, you are so cool, which I love. So <laughs> yeah. it's a perfect name. Um, and you're just an incredible talker. I mean, we've all seen that with your promos in the ring. So podcasting oh, for you, you is perfect. Yes. So definitely check out um, Alexa Bliss's new podcast, Uncool. And you got to check out Larry and everything else she's up to on our Instagram. But thank you for coming on so much. No, thank you. I appreciate it. This is fun. Warning. Things are about to get intense. I mean, Brie and I are talking like that intense moment when the room stops, maybe time stops, when everything might be going around you, but you're looking at that one person dead in the eyes or a maple donut in in our eyes. 
Usually I'm giving that stare down when I want to ask my husband for his credit card so I can go shopping. Ooh, that is the intense that I like. Intense heat, lasting plump. From the hot new Lifter Plump from Maybelline, New York. Formulated with chili pepper, Lifter Plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts. Available in eight sizzling shades. Blush, Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Coco Zing, and many more. And you know me with that red. Nothing like a red flag on my sizzling lips. Oh, we know it, girl. Can you take that heat? Find your shade at Maybelline.com or a retailer near you. Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, everyone. Now it's time for a special Alexa Bliss edition of Bella Army Q&A. <laughs> As always, tweet at Bella Twins with the hashtag Bella's Podcast, and we might pick your question to answer on the show. All right, so today's question is from at Stephanie Hypes. Her question is, she has been a Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion and a Tag Team Champion. What are some of her other goals in WWE? Hashtag Bella's Podcast. Take it away, Ooh. Alexa. I think my goal is... I want to be one of the girls that made events WrestleMania too. You know, I think that'd be. That's, I see it. I see it. Well, you heard it here, Bella Army. Look out. You know, Charlotte. She said she put that on what was in her vision, not on her vision board. But we make vision boards. We make vision boards. Nicole and I have a lot of vision boards. We're predicting it now. Alexa Bliss next women's main event of WrestleMania. Who would you it's like to goal. go against? Like, if it could be anyone from. If there's people down at NXT or right now on the main roster or from the past, who would you like to go against? And what kind of match? Well, what's funny is, is I would always say when I used to do media and Q&As and stuff like that before our women had actually main event of WrestleMania, I've been asked that question. What would it be? What would that match be? And at the time, and it still is, my answer was always a triple threat tag team match between you guys, Ooh. me and Naya, and Trish and Lita. Oh, I would See, love that. that. That that is yes. That's a yes. That's a yes. I mean, we're we're in. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like that'd be like a, a pretty solid. That would actually be match. really cool. I I have to say I loved you and Naya when you it guys had so your storyline and the best season. Thanks. How you brought it to social and you know what it reminded me of? Team Hell No. 
Team Hell No. And then you the way Brian would play other. off Kane, it was like how you two, like the size difference and the, it was comedy, but yet you guys were great in the ring together and the chemistry. And that's what you love watching about WWE yeah. is you get all of those things. Well, and you had an incredible match at WrestleMania too. Both of Thank you. Thank so. you. That was a lot oh, of fun. I that whole storyline was so was fun. We knew so we had good. to, we knew it was a very serious, it was a body shaming angle. So we knew it was a very serious subject, but we knew we had to go there and make it as real mm-hmm. as possible to tell that story because it is such a, a big thing. And, you know, both of us being really big on body positivity now, you know, we wanted to make sure that we made that storyline as real as possible. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. And to have that WrestleMania moment, like if I was losing the title on you when I was really happy, it was my best friend. You yeah. Know? Right. Oh my God. I love it. I know. Right. Everyone will look out for that triple threat main event. I love it. And that is it for this week's Bella Army Q&A. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. Yes, thanks so much. And a special, special thank you to our special guest, Alexa Bliss. We love you. Thank you for coming on and sharing your story. Yes, it was beautiful. And tweet us your questions for Bella Army Q&A with the hashtag Bella's Podcast. And call 833-Q-Bellas to ask us for on-air advice in our segment, Dear Bellas. Show us love by rating the show, leaving a review, and hitting subscribe. And make sure to follow at the Bellas Podcast on Instagram to keep the conversation going after the show. Until next week. Remember to stay fearless. And you always go mode if you drink along with us. See, See you, you next, next Wednesday. Wednesday. And as Birdie likes to say. Bye-bye. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.